Hello and welcome back to the PMP podcast. Joined by myself, Jaila Cole. And yeah, man, I'm happy to be back. Another week, which means another game of fixtures to go through. Games of fixtures to go through, sorry. Yeah, the Premier's back this week. FA Cup happened last week. Well, here we got games to talk about. And boy, was it a big weekend of football. There's a lot to get into. Um, Just me again today. So we're going to get straight into it. I hope we're all well. hope we're all good. But we're going to get straight into it now. So I'm, I'm actually going to start with, with the Liverpool result. I think that was the shock result, result this weekend. And I'm not even sure if you can call it a shock, you know, because Liverpool have been stinking up the gaff, bro. They've been stinking up. Like, I live in Manchester, right? So Liverpool's not too far away. I can smell the rot from Anfield from here. And Jesus, my nose needs cleansing. Because Klopp, Klopp, you are, you're moving mad. You're moving mad, bro. You're moving mad. But yeah, Liverpool lost 3-0 away from home to Wolves. They were 2-0 down after 10 minutes. The goals came from own goal from Matip, the second goal from Craig Dawson, and the third goal from Ruben Neves, condemning Liverpool to their fourth. I think that's their fourth win, fourth loss in a row in all competitions. Um, yeah, it's not looking good. Three and a three and a bounce in the Prem. They've conceded three plus goals away from home. It's not looking good, bruv. It's not looking good. Liverpool right now, they sit 10th in the table. And they were second last year with 97 points. And they are right now sitting in 10th place on 31 points. Sign like that. Like, it's not looking good. It's Liverpool that we've known before. They're on 29 points, sorry. 29 points. And last year they had 97, I believe. So that drop-off is insane. They've fallen off a mad cliff. And the question is, how has that happened? How has that been allowed to happen? So I'm actually going to look at the starting line that Liverpool played against um, against Brentford. Sorry, against against Wolves, sorry. Just give me two seconds to get that up. Bear with me. Two seconds, I'm getting up. Bear with me, bear with me, bear with me. We're getting up, we're getting the lineup up. Cool. Liverpool played the lineup of Alisson in goal, Trent right back, Matip, Gomez, Robertson, Thiago, Bajatic, Keita, Mosala, Nunes and Gakbo. So that is by far Liverpool's weaker team, if you can put that. Their best team will have Kanate and Van Dijk. Um, then in midfield, you might have a... Their midfield is dire. Forget their midfield. Gakbo on the left, they're missing, they're missing Diaz and they're missing um, Jota, Nunes and Salah. That Liverpool team that we saw on Saturday are far cry. They're far away from the team we saw we seen last year. Even the personnel hasn't the personnel hasn't changed too much, but the level of quality we're seeing from the likes of Salah, who's got four goals or three goals this season. Trent has been abysmal for the best part of twelve months now. Robertson is not the guy he was before. Matip, yeah, Matip was even mad on the weekend. Like on Twitter. On Twitter, um, poor fans will call him Matip and Gomez strippers, bro. Call him an Ice Spice and, and the they were violating. Thiago Alcantara, who's meant to be a class player, but he's not operating operating at the level that he should have been. Gakpo signing in January, yet to score a goal, yet to get an assistance in six games. Nunes, Nunes is just not that guy, man. He's just not that guy at all. And he's not performing £100 million spent on Nunes 
40 million pounds in Gakbrook. And you're thinking if Liverpool could, if Liverpool were able to invest properly and invest wisely, they could get a lot better than, than what they got in areas which, which they need, which is their midfield. Their midfield on Saturday was a midfield of Keitar, Bajetic and Thiago Alcantara. That midfield is not winning you anything, let alone top four or top six. So there's a big issues at Liverpool. And the biggest issue for me is Jurgen Klopp, man. We've spoken about it before on the podcast that Klopp has not done enough. I think we spoke about it with Tim on episode one, where Liverpool are literally, well, Klopp, sorry, is not, he's not able to adapt to be flexible. But it's a strange one, man. Liverpool are just, it's a weird. Klopp has, obviously, I think there was even reports that Klopp was willing to walk on Saturday. It's gone that bad, the, the, the situation at Liverpool. But it seems like the club can't refresh this team. He can't. He can't inspire this team because no, yes, we've established that the team right now isn't good enough. But this team is still good enough to go to Wolves and not lose three 0 away from home in that fashion. It was embarrassing. Well, frankly, embarrassing for a team that's meant to be of an elite standard supposedly. So there's big issues at Liverpool. At Liverpool, club is one of them probably has to just a coach, man. Club coach because this is not it. I mean, you've got. To, it's, it's difficult, man, because you've got players like Salah, who's, again, guaranteed 20 goals, but he's touching 30, 31. He's got his brand new contract. He worked man in, like, big money, and he's like, nah, yeah, safe, I'm done now. So, yeah, the team is ripping apart, I guess, because a lot of players are 30 plus, or their core are 30 plus, and what Klopp has proven that he can't rebuild. He's got Nunes in this year, Gakpo, and these are his signings, and he hasn't he hasn't got he hasn't been able to yield fruit out of them. And the job of the coach is can you can you can you use your pieces that you have and build something? And he's proven that he can't build a team. He might be done at Liverpool. But we know that Liverpool are not sack. They're not sack club. Because he's arguably done he's he's probably unsackable because of a job he's done in the past seven years. But I think they've hit a brick wall and Klopp is at the point of no point of return where I don't think he can turn things around. Unless they reset and say, cool, we're going to do what we can this 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 season and go again in the summer. But we've seen in the past, FSG are not really the people that invest like that. And right now, Liverpool probably aren't the attractive option. I think players right now are looking at Chelsea, looking at Chelsea to go to, looking at United, looking at City, looking at Arsenal. So are we going to see Liverpool that we saw 10 years ago? Under Hudson, seeing guys like Koncheski, and that's even before, but like Koncheski, um, John Joe, John Joe Shelby, are they going to go back to being that team? I mean, as a United fan, I would love that, but as a Liverpool fan, that will be um, quite the thing. Even their record right now, I think that the the run they're now losing three, they're conceding three plus goals away from home, is a run that that they had back in 2012. So that shows where Liverpool are. They're they're good. they're kind of in a way going back to type. So yeah, it's a a beautiful performance for Liverpool, and they're kind of taking the crown of banter club of the season so far. So Liverpool, yeah, the slide is slippery, man. I don't see them getting back to in the race for top four, top six. They're even closer to closer to to the one three than they are to top four. So it's not looking good at all, Liverpool, man. Things are looking really rough right there, man. So. Any Liverpool, any Liverpool fan listening, I send my condolences, man. Honestly, it's, it's peak, it's peak. Um, finally, before we move on from, from, from Liverpool, I think it's fair to say that, that the Liverpool era is well and truly dead. You know, the past three years, four years, it's been nice, it's been cute, you know. 
won one Champions League, one FA Cup, one Carabao Cup, one Premier League. It's been nice, you know, they've done well. It's obviously a big shame that this happened when Man City were dominating. So maybe if they're in another era, they, they have four Champions League and have maybe two Champions Leagues as well because, sorry, four Premiers and two Champions Leagues because they lost Real Madrid twice as well in this era. So they've been good. They've had a good run, but nothing could last forever, as we all know. Um, but with the lack of investment at the club, with the, I don't know, a foot, well, football's about cycles, right? Peaks and troughs. They've had their peak. Now they're probably in their trough, so it might take them a few years to come back. But again, that could be a massive overreaction, but we never know in football. But you know, if Klopp gets it right eventually, maybe you could see something, but I don't see it personally. With the academy, isn't nothing exciting. They don't spend big compared to... what they spend. I know they've made a big signings this season, but they don't really spend £300 million every single summer. So I, 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 I struggle to see where they're going to find this resurgence from. But regardless, Liverpool are in the mud right now. So it's peak for them. Very peak for them. But another big game we're moving on now swiftly to the Spurs vs City game, which took place this evening. Um, for some reason, I'm recording this at five, half past 11pm. Um, don't ask me why I am. And yeah, you see Spurs, yeah? No, sorry, you see Man City. We're, we're going to focus on Man City first. So the, sorry, the, the result, to be clear. Spurs beat Man City 1-0 to go one point behind Newcastle in the fourth. Man City had a chance to go three points, two points behind Man City. I mean, sorry, Man City had a chance to go two points behind Arsenal the game in hand. Okay, I got there in the end, thank God. And Man Man City have a dreadful record at Spurs. They have now have no wins in five games at, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And have scored zero, yes, zero goals. And I was, well, I said in the GC, uh, my football GC, how can how can someone's bogey team be Spurs? Like, how can you not be able to beat Spurs? Like, that's a crazy hoodoo. Like, what kind of jazz is that? Anyhow, that's what that's what Pep Dino give Pep. He's going to go into Spurs North London, and it's, every time he's getting slapped in his head, everyone's slapping his head like, oh, it's peak, it's peak, man. But um. We're going to try to do some analysis on this game, you know, break it down. Um, so, yeah, sorry, I'm going to focus on City for a little bit. And during the game, they did not look they did not look like winning at all. At no point at the game, as a neutral, I thought, yeah, City might score so you know, City might, Spurs are on the ropes here. Now, it was, it was obviously, Man City obviously have the ball a lot, you know, have put pressure on uh, Spurs as a goal, but it was like comfy pressure, like, if I was a Spurs fan, my heart wouldn't be beating fast when City have the ball. I'm chill. So it tells you how good Spurs were, but how basic and boring and average Man City were. Obviously, the big talking point before the game was that Pep Guardiola, being the weirdo he is, being the... You know, Pep Guardiola is at home thinking, OK, how can I... What? How can I be the... How can I make this the most difficult um, game for my, my players? He's, 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 just, he's just wacky, wacky weirdo, like mad scientist thinking, oh... How can I make this a bit more complicated for my players? And he, and he said, oh, maybe I'll bench KD, KDB for no reason. Bench KDB, KDB for no reason, uh, the point that is. Um, left Bernardo in midfield, he was just spinning in circles walking around. Had no creativity, there was no like, di- there was no dy- dy- dynamism, dynamism to their play. That's, that's, that's how you say it. There was no creativity, no creativity, no spark. They were just pretty bland and basic, man. And... I guess that's been the story of Man City. Again, they've been effective. They've won games, but they don't look up to scratch. They look a bit 
wishy-washy. They're not really moving, man. Like, I'm not moved. I'm just there thinking, is, is that all you've got? Like, is that all you've really got? And Spurs were comfy for the whole game. At no point did Luis make a big save or there was no like, last-ditch tackle. Like, Spurs were comfy and Spurs did very well. And we are going to get to them in the in the second. But for City, they still was the second place and five points behind Man City. And if they played how they played today, I mean, sorry, five points behind Arsenal. And if they played how they played today, they will not get a single point from Arsenal because they play them literally in 10 days' time at the, at the Emirates. So um, the title might be a long shot for them because I know everyone's saying, oh, wait, City, man. Man City will get there eventually. Man City will put on a run of 10, 15 games on the, on the bounce where they'll catch Arsenal and they'll, and they'll ride off in the sunset and the league is there. will be, hey, who? Hi, nah, brother. But it's not happening. I don't see that happening because they're not really, they haven't kicked in the gear. I know guys are like, oh, wait, they'll get there eventually. But don't lie to your eyes. You don't, you can't tell me you see Man City going on a five, six, seven, eight game run because they have been anything but convincing in recent weeks. And I'm not scared because I don't care. Like I, I rather them not do well because, as, especially as a United fan. But I'm not sure what's in the water at, at Manchester in Man in Man City. But it's it's not looking good again. It's not looking good, and I guess maybe maybe at a lower level to Liverpool when I said earlier that errors come to end. You know, Cyprus teams have peaks and troughs. Don't get twisted. Man City have still been decent. Like they're still not far from the top, but. Maybe their error, their air of dominance, their error of um, superiority, their error of invincibility is now is now breaking. I'm not seeing them and think, oh man, so you're gonna score five, six, seven goals like in the past. Like anything can go against anything. I'm gonna get a point here at, at best. At best, I'm gonna get a point here. I'm sorry, at worst. Spurs did not fear Man City today. And that's a problem. They had guys like Harlan on the pitch, Grealish Mares, um, Silva. Who else was in midfield? I can't remember who's, I mean, who was who else was, was in midfield. But I'm not scared. But I'm pretty sure people watching weren't scared. Spurs weren't scared, and that's the issue. Man, even had guys like Holland up front. Holland had zero zero shot. He had sorry, he had zero shots today. Zero. It's not scary, man, bro. It's not scary. Like, but on the Spurs, though, enough about City. Um, you might get to see again in the end when I when I talk when I talk about Arsenal, but um. The big, the big talking point is obviously Harry Kane. Harry Kane has now got 200 Premier League goals and he's broken the Spurs record. Um, goal scoring record scoring 267 goals. Harry Kane. Harry Kane, Harry Kane, Harry Kane. You know what? It's been, obviously, this was this was inevitable for the past weeks. He's been a few goals away. And he's well, he's well on his way to, um, to breaking the Premier League record held by Alan Shearer, which is 260 goals. So he's not too far, far away from that. And he just joined. He joined an elite club where only three Premier League players have ever scored 200 goals, which is Shearer, Rooney, and um, Harry Kane himself. And Harry Kane does what he does best, man. He was in. A, I think it was, it was his only big chance he had, probably only clear chance he had, and he put away, tucked away, comfy. And then yeah, he 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 did some nice things as well. You know, laid a ball off to Kulusevski of all times, nice touches here and there. But he already knew he was going to get a lot of the ball, but. You want a nine, right? A striker. He when he gets it, once he gets a chance, he scores, he buries it. And you had two nines. You had two strikers on the pitch, Harlan and Kane. It's, I know who the better one was in today. Obviously, it's not hot. It's easy saying this when Kane scored, Harlan didn't. But Kane was involved in the game. He dropped deep. He and when he had his chance, he took it. 
So Harry Kane, man, he's has seventeen goals as well. So if you take Holland, Holland out, out of the league, Harry Kane is the top top scorer. Um, Harry Kane's had another great season, and he's going he's going on under the radar because of how how good Holland has been. And there's this like weird perception around Spurs that Spurs are doing really badly, and Spurs are mid, and Spurs are boring, which they can be. But Spurs are having a quietly decent season, and Harry Kane has been at the heart of that. He's been at the, he's been he's been at the center of that. Harry Kane is Spurs. Spurs is Harry Kane. So. When Kane does well, Spurs tend to also do well, which is good for them. So, imagine Harry Kane is going to keep scoring goals now. Spurs are in a really good position where they can, can should be finishing the finishing top four. They have a big game coming up soon in their Champions League against AC Milan. So, the Spurs are looking alright. Um, shout out also praised praised Conte who had surgery this week. Pray for speedy recovery concerning him. But yeah. Spurs have a lovely record against Man City. They they knew when City City rock up City rock up into London that they will they will they will, they will have a go and they will do their thing and they did their thing to maximum efficiency. Um yes, yeah, the Spurs are firmly in the mix mix of top four. Yeah, and Spurs did their thing. So shout out Spurs, shout out Tim. Please shout out Tim and I know you I know you I know you I know you're happy and you, know you had a good weekend because of Harry Kane and the like. Yeah, top performance as well. Obviously Romero Romero got sent off, which was a bit Romero, like I'm, I'm not. I don't think I want my my selling by diving in like that on the yellow card. But hey, it, it was not. It wasn't. It wasn't costly. So um, that's that. That's the Spurs and City game. Spurs, the death thing. Man City are, are looking looking quite mid to be honest with you. But we'll move on from them. And we're actually going to go to the other side of North London, and then a fixture that did affect that did affect um, Man City. And that's Everton v Arsenal, which happened Saturday at 12.30, Saturday afternoon, kick-off. Yeah, yeah. And then it was, sorry, I don't know why I did that. Forgive me for that. Um, <laughs> oh. Anyways, well, it was like Everton, they beat Arsenal 1-0, the first team to beat Arsenal um, since Manchester United in September. So Arsenal's on beat run, I think, 13 games came to an end on Saturday. And bro, I saw a tweet here. Yeah, I was like, facing a team with a new manager is like it's hell, bro. Because Goodison Park was rocking, the fans were up for it, the players were up for it too. John Dash, you know when John Dash Brexit was back in the Prem, and the Prem has never looked better. John Dash, he missed you. And we're gonna, as I do, I think to, just to continue the theme of the episode, the episode we're gonna just touch on the losing, losing side first. I'm gonna give Everton their flowers in a second. But for Arsenal, Arsenal have yet to win at Goodison Park since in like four or five years. And funnily enough, every time they've gone there in the past five years, like a new a new or five seasons, sorry, they've they've had to face a new manager, Kuman, um, Samaradas, Marco Silva, um, I think Rafa and now um maybe Lampard and now um Sean Dash, which is funny, but anyhow we move on. And going into the game, it's obviously like I mentioned, Arsenal tend to not win at the um, at Goodison. And then a lot of things that I've said this season, either on the pod or off the pod, that Arsenal are not the team that we that we know them to previously be. The Arsenal you, you, you see before, they don't exist, right? As in Arsenal teams that go to a way away from home and they and they get they get rolled over, they get steamrolled and they get bullied. I won't say Arsenal got Arsenal got bullied on Saturday, but if Arsenal um are the team that we think they are you, and they are proven to be, which are obviously improving, and they're the best team in the country by a long mile still, even, even though they lost. But can you go win this game? Can you go and show people, yeah, normally we lose here, but this year is different. I told you, man, 
we're brand new, we're a new team. Forget about old Arsenal. This is this is us now, and we're we're you know we're cooking now. But um, yesterday Saturday was yesterday, so still, still, still Sunday. Yesterday was purely just a blip in the blip and blip in the road. They just a minor bump. Like they didn't look they weren't horrible, but they weren't great. They got obviously steamrolled by what steamrolled, but they got dominated in midfield. You know that PMP was PMP podcast for the PMP in Elders midfield of Nana Dukure. Who was it? Idris Gay. That's PMP. That is pure pace and power. Yeah, listen. You don't want to get hit with PMP, bro. I'm telling you, man. PMP yeah, is the tour to victory, bro. The Afcon midfield, yeah, cooked Odegaard and Party. Party couldn't hack it, bro. Don't play, don't play with PMP. I'm telling you, man. Don't play with PMP. Anyhow, back to Arsenal. Back to Arsenal. Arsenal just weren't it, bro. And it happens, man. You're allowed to have one off there. You can't win every every single game of football, and that's that's granted. Arsenal are never going to go invincible where they could end it. But Arsenal are never going to go and win the league and not lose since 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 since, since September. Excuse me, geez, since September, right? So the the challenge for Arsenal was to not allow this to repeat itself. In a sense, like don't go and lose to Brentford next week. Don't do that. Like yeah, you allowed one blip in the road. I think Arteta said in his in his post match conference that yeah. We lost here, but I'm a tired of place. I love them even more when when then you win. You know what I mean? So yeah, they lost. It happens, isn't it? But just don't let repeat up again. I know a few players off the boil. Um, Saka had a quietish game. Martinelli's looking a bit speak on the left, but we won't get into that one um, because they're gonna say, "Oh yeah, we've been waiting for years to bash Arsenal because Arsenal lose." Yeah, we get it. you lot are good, whatever. Uh, they did have a big chance to to, to score. Though, I think to go ahead and then Kettier just blazed it over the bar in the first half. And I was like, that is someone like him, but it was an off day, and you're allowed one off day. But like I said, just don't don't, don't let it happen too often. You don't want too many off days because that means you're now losing two, three games in the bounce or drawing here. And then before you know it, Man City are back in the picture. Even dare I say, United are back in the picture. So Arsenal don't want this to become a habit. They do not. But we're gonna um, we're gonna go give Everton the applause. And I mentioned the PMP, the PMP, the PMP with the full effect. They were saying, bro. You see what you see what um, Sean Dash was doing at Burnley, right? Obviously the four four two thing, and I don't want to I don't want to like play down his his game and diminish it to say oh yeah this four four two long balls you know head is passion right yeah, yeah England yeah the bad web on that I, I don't I don't do that, but um, but flipping well all I said yeah, we all knew what we were gonna get with Sean Dash discipline, um, discipline unity passion, um ruggedness, you know what I mean, just gritty, you know what I mean, proper like, you know what I'm trying to say, <laughs> and we got exactly what you thought we could, you know, Sean Dash's team do what they say on the tin, they're aggressive, they're direct, they're hard to beat, hard to break down, they're very compact as well, they had a nice shape, the 4-5-1 four, the four, they had the shape, I think it was maybe in the 4-4-2, four, 4-4-1, four, 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 whatever the shape was, very compact, Arsenal had no 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 time on the ball, no place to spay. Um, so no, no place to stay. Um, I just want to say, excuse me for the noise, my flam is very noisy, anyhow. So, Sean Dyche, yeah, set up Arsenal, sorry, set up the team correctly, and Arsenal couldn't play their usual game. And that's that's when you, you don't want Arsenal to get their tempo and their passing, you know, play cute triangles, play through the lines. That never happened once, so that's what we need to, that's what we need to, you want to disrupt um, their play, and they did that perfectly. And the players carried that carried out to a tee. Every single player on the pitch did their job to an unbelievable standard. And then they had their chance and they took it. 
that's what you want to do when you defend well. And when you get a chance on um, a set pieces or, or whatever, they took it and, this, and that's that's what they did. They could have scored a few more in the first half, I think. Um, Kavaloo went close and so did so did um, Dukure. But that midfield, yeah, that PM, that PMP midfield was, was Arsenal can hack it, bro. They, they sent party off the pitch. J5 came on, Jorginho came on and he was run raggedy. He would, he would run ragged. So the great performance for Everton, and I think they're going to stay up now. Like I've seen enough from that nine minutes to know they'll be fine. For Sean Dash, the players obviously believe in him too. And yeah, um, that's what that's what that, that's what Everton should that's what Everton should be like. Everton should be a team that make like make lives difficult for their opponent, especially away from home. I'm so happy happy that Man United don't have to go back to go back to um, go to send the season until next season, but. Yeah, I think that was that's all I want to say on that game. I think we have a bit bit of time. We're gonna keep going because I'm when it's when it's just when it's just me. I'm very wary of not going on for too long because yeah, it's just myself here. But um, gonna quick quickly touch on my boys United. United, I can't help myself. Um, we got a two one win, and that's well, I was gonna say nice nice two one win. I mean, comfy two one win, but it, it was comfy until Casemiro Casemiro thought he's okay to to strangle my strangle my in the neck like he's. Like like he's in UFC, like it was crazy. I don't know why he thought he was gonna, excuse me, choke slam a man or do some bad move to him. But anyhow, rush the blood. But yeah, we're now thirteen home wins in a row under Ten Hag. We're sit. We're now in third place, three points behind City thanks to their loss today. So we're we're quietly cooking. You know, top four is the aim. We're we're in a final. We're in a final. Um, in Wembley very soon. So things are looking good for United this year, man. I'm very happy to be here as a United fan. Um, Tenak is doing a great job. Um, you got in terms of the game quickly. You know, went ahead early. I thought maybe after the first goal from Bruno, you might get two, three, four to get that goal difference up because it's quite low right now. But yeah, that didn't happen. We got a second goal, very, very nicely worked, and there was a the boy Marcus, Marcus Rashford who got who got the goal again. He's on, he's on fire, man. He's on fire. Then we go down, obviously, and I'm thinking, oh, when it's two one now, I'm thinking, yeah, it's long. We're definitely going to concede, but. The players did well. They stood strong. They stood firm, and they got the result. I mean, I mean, move on. We have Leeds on when on Wednesday, and and then we have got Leeds again on Sunday. Then before we play, um, before we play, Barca next week in the Europa League. So yeah, things are looking good for United, and I just hope it, the good times continue. Um, I think I think we're gonna leave with that. Um, quickly, Chelsea did draw after spending. A lot of money in the window. There's still a bit of it, but I think that will come good eventually. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening so far, man. Oh, before I wrap up, my PMP player of the week, and that is Onana, Mr. PMP himself. I might, I might put him on the, on the logo side. That's Mr. PMP. Like, his PMP is ridiculous, bro. Like, no one in if he's in full flight dribbling, you can't stop him. He's a tank. He's an engine. I think he's six six four six five two. He's he's an absolute monster. But yeah, he's my PMP player of the week. He was he was amazing against Arsenal. Ten out of ten performance, I think he was. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening so far. I hope you enjoyed that one. Personally, I think this is my favorite episode I've recorded so far. Um, yeah, so please get involved, man. If you haven't made it made it this far to the um, podcast, please um, get involved. You know, on socials, even message me, man. Um, DM me on Twitter or on Instagram. Whatever. Let me know whether you agree with what I've said. And yeah, I'll catch you on the next one. Take care and God bless. Have a good week. Love.